Hey, welcome back to the Infest Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. This is episode 356, Daryl. Number 356 episodes. So is Dirty Harry going to be on next week's episode? Um, maybe. Oh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Let's talk about that off air. Um, <laughs> this episode is called Isom and the One One Eye Dragon Thief. Um, so we've got a really simple podcast this week. We're going to talk about Rupaverse and we're going to talk about dragon stuff. That sounds good. Yeah, I think so. Good thing. Good things happen this week. Yeah. I I've, I've been watching. Uh, we're two episodes uh, away from finishing that uh, Dahmer show. Oh yeah, with, uh, Evan Peters. Yeah. Who, by the way, is is. I mean, I've always thought he was a good actor. Mm-hmm. Like he's been. He was great in American Horror Story. Yeah, he's great as ass kid too. Like, yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting he was in that. Yeah, but he is. He's great in this. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Cool. Um, I watched the preview and I was like, mm, no, no, not for me. Not for me. No, thank you. I did finish the Umbrella Academy season three, though, because I'm with the times. <laughs> I mean, it's been I out for a that. few months. You know what? I actually really liked it. Um, other than the clunky way they handled the Vanya Victor thing, I really liked it. Um, and it's funny that Elliot Page is the top build star, where it was never Ellen Page as the top build star. So just a kind of interesting thing they did there. Anyway, um, yeah, so interesting week. Um, if you are a fan of Netflix Daredevil, just understand that that character is perfectly safe and fine because this is not the character that you're getting in She-Hulk. So you can still love and enjoy that. I, I This is where I will... I will disagree with people saying they murdered Daredevil's character. They did not. No, it's a brand new character. Well, no, no, I'm just talking about, I'm serious. Like if you're comparing him to what we got in the Netflix one, it's, it's, it is a little different, but he still has a very, he's very similar in a way. There's just one thing they did with his character that I just despised. Just one thing. Overall, I thought he, again, I don't think he was by far and away the best thing that ever happened to She-Hulk from the episodes that I've seen. It's not even a contest. He's the best thing in She-Hulk. Yeah. I'm still worried that they're going to, when they do his series, I'm still worried because look what they've done with these other series. I'm still worried that we're not going to... I, I think the series will destroy him more than what yeah. people think She-Hulk did. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's just this is... Uh... That, that, because I don't trust them. This is, yeah, this, I mean, but this is the the foot that they got off on. Um, and I mean, I didn't watch it. I only saw the out of context uh, initial fight scene with them and then his little walk of shame. That's where the walk of shame thing was absolutely unnecessary. Well, he's not a quippy character, though. That's the thing. He's not Spider-Man. And, well, and you did, made a great point, Spider-Man. though. The ADR... Uh, about the voice all being yeah. done in ADR was ridiculous and stupid. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrid. Yep. It it really takes you out of the moment. So Even bad. It was good. Yeah, just so yeah. bad. It's like a bad video game cutscene, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good comparison. Yep. Like one of those PS2 versions. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I stopped watching She-Hulk, so I wasn't, I wasn't going to tune in for the whole episode anyway. But it's like I say, when I, you're not missing anything. No. (laughs) Yeah. This, this episode, there was, I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm -hmm. It was, but it was far and away the best She-Hulk episode out of the four episodes I've seen. But yeah, I would, I would still tell people don't waste your time with, with the show. Okay. Don't waste your time. Hmm. Fair enough. I stopped wasting my time on it after the third episode. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, all right, let's hop into the first story of the day. How about that? Sounds like a plan. All right. So we're kicking off with Isom number one, the, uh, the inaugural book from Eric July with art by Cliff Richards and colors by Gabe El Taib. Isom One is a, is a story about Avery Silman, a common rancher, but he wasn't old, but that wasn't always the case. After obtaining some unique abilities, Avery sprint, uh, spent a brief stint being a hero under the moniker Isom in the city of Floor Park, Texas. Uh, realizing that it wasn't for him, he walked away from this life. What did you what did you think of this of this first episode? Or issue, sorry. <laughs> Dude, I would love to have this be talking about this as an episode too, like down the road. Oh, dude, as but, like uh, the well, one the 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 design style um, is uh, is total like animation fodder. Yes, I was thinking the same thing going going through it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, for and again, when we talk about first issues, uh, first issues are the same as first episodes of shows because there is so especially especially something like this is launching a new universe this is not a first issue of right. like marvel or dc where you have a universe built in so there is a lot of ground floor work he has to put into mm-hmm. this and he does it oh in this, well this um, is why i called it the inaugural like instead of the first issue yeah. oh you're you're absolutely right and i really enjoyed it i it's one of those that rereading it well first of all let's just say the art cliff richards it i love it i love the art i love the colors the the like just the visual medium itself is is, su- is such a thrill very well done very well put together the story itself like i said there's a lot of ground and there's just a lot of little little things sprinklings he puts in of stuff that at in some points i reading it the second time it, it well everything made sense to me it's just some things were I, I would say a little bit clunky, but not in the in the case of as we were just talking about She-Hulk, clunky like that. It's mm-hmm. more like okay, I see where you're trying to do, but but also this is a an inaugural step into a totally different universe. So I I it's it's I really enjoyed it, and there are so many things that he puts in there where it's like okay, what does this mean, and these little threads that I can't, I cannot wait to see, you know, kind of like unravel slowly as time goes on. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, um, the little alpha source or whatever they're called. I think alpha source is alpha a core. alpha core. Alpha source is a staffing agency. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no alpha core was great. Um, Yana was awesome. Just like the, the little brief Yara. introduction, Yara, thank you. Just the little brief introductions there. Um, what was, was really good. And, 
it was uh it was cool like i thought it was really here's the thing i like the best right Mm -hmm. is we didn't see him as isom until the last page yes but this isn't even an origin issue this is a hey this is a lived-in world that's existed for a while here's here's our guy where he is now and i um i really love when they do that so there's um there's a there's a local to us comic book creator um not brian um but i'm not gonna say his name because i don't like his book uh and the biggest issue i had with his first book was it was this 48 page just grandiose overly grandiose origin story that if he would have started with like the middle of the book and it had not been anything to, if the middle of the book, just start with like the action and and everything. Um, I really think that it would have, um, it would have made his, his story better because the guy just started with, started with the origin from the start. And that's not, I mean, the, let us get to know this guy a little bit and then go back and say, Hey, um, this is where he came from. This is, this is where he is. But now let's take a step back and look at where he came from and how he got to this point. I feel like that yeah. that's, that's, it's a, just a much more nuanced way of storytelling. So I'm rereading one of these book, one of book series, this Joe Ledger book series. Uh, it's, 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 it's super, it's sci-fi, like espionage thriller type stuff. And the first book i'm you know i'm halfway through the first book again on my reread and when you first meet this main character you meet him just chilling on the beach and these uh feds come and Mm -hmm. you know ask him to hey come with us and you then you like over a couple chapters you get you know what brought him brought them to his attention right or what what he did that brought them to the attention of someone like really high up and I, I like that, you know, the whole in media race thing where you get caught in the middle of things, especially with, you know, with comics, because we get so many origin stories mm-hmm. and you know, we joke like, well, it's not a joke. We don't like we don't need another Batman origin story. We don't need the, the another Spider-Man origin story when they ultimately reset everything five years or 10 years from now. Right. This is this. I really liked how you get just get this Avery who's just doing, you know. He's on the phone. He's doing his ranching stuff. Mm-hmm. He's hitting the heavy bag, and he gets that call. Like, right. No, I don't want to do this anymore. And it's it's almost like the reluctant. He's he's that reluctant hero in the sense of he's tr- he's tr- he's obviously been in this. It wasn't for him. Right. He's trying to stay out, but his sister's like, "Hey, the family, this family friend's in trouble. Maybe in trouble. Can you go check it out?" And he's like, uh, for, "Against his better judgment." He just says, you know, it's fine. I'll do it. I don't want moms to ask what's going on, which I thought was, I thought that was great too. Mm-hmm. It was like, don't tell mom. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, I do like how we get where we have all these questions about him. What happened? Like, well, one, how did he get his power? What are his powers? And why did he walk away? How? What? You know, what? What happened to made him walk away? There's just so much, so many unanswered questions, which is it's perfect for a first issue mm-hmm. because this is the thing like i said this isn't just some three issue miniseries this is a li- this is going to be a lived in world and i think eric did a great job doing that in the sense and it's not and again like i said 
yeah, I have some issues here and there, so, and it, and, I, and none of them are really major issues, honestly. Right. I think what you said is true in in a way, uh, as far as like the indie art of storytelling versus you know just your normal storytelling. Yeah. But I look at it as storytelling in, in general, and I think it's a, a very good job of storytelling and just giving you those tidbits of what's coming next. Or and 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 I just can't help but you know after after every little snippet of information my mind runs off in like a dozen different directions of okay this could happen this could happen right. this could happen. and for me when a writer does that word it, it just makes me just have all these questions or suppositions or theories just pop out of nowhere or just my brain going in several different directions that's well done well done because mm -hmm. that's what i like right I, yeah. I don't like being i'm the one i don't like being spoon-fed right. i like more like hey i'll give you this like when, when we talk about like endings, I like happy endings on some stuff, but I also like open end ending. Yep. That's why I love Angel. Mm -hmm. Like the end of Angel was great. Uh, I love that. Like, okay, I'll take the, you know, the dragon on the left. Or yeah. Whatever. No, it's a, I'll take the 5,000 on the left. You take the 5,000 yeah. <laughs> on the right. And Angel comes into frame, flips the sword over and he goes, good. Cause I will, I'll take the dragon. And then, yeah, and then David Greenwald. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I tell you what, what I, what I really liked here is, um, we got a villain that's an actual villain, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. we get, um, what's his name? Uh, Sam is obviously his like, you know, partner, uh, partner in crime as, um, uh, Isom as Avery's partner at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, we learned about Alpha Core. We learned about Yara, um, Yana, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we learned that there are, um, they're, they're called accepts, you know, like, which is, I really like that. Uh, the other thing is like, these are black people that are written like black people. Like, you know, they, they don't talk the, you know, there's not a lot of like white people thought of how black people talk. And I get it. Like, you know, Eric is black, but like not like John Ridley who writes, um, who's writing some Batman stuff right now with, uh, Jace Fox writes him like a white person would like a, would write a black person, you know? So yeah. you, you, you take that with, with what you will. Um, you know, the, I don't know. I can't get over the art. I just can't get over how good this art looks. Um, you know, especially for an indie book, I will say, this is um this is a long book, which is nice. It's a lot a lot of pages. Um, it's well worth the thirty six dollars, right? Um, on top of that, my my absolute favorite part at the end is we get the preview of like what's coming, right? We get him in the Isom suit, still fits, mm -hmm. love it. Um, <laughs> and then we get. A nice, like, mean-looking picture of Eric, looking pretty swole. Uh, we aren't done quite yet with his taxation, his theft shirt, and we get the uh, the uh, the the uh, Norfrican or Norfrica, right? Like, awesome, like awesome, awesome. I can't wait for that. Uh, and then we get a little more on um, a little preview of Isom Part Two uh, of Ill uh, Isom Number Two, Ill Advised Part Two, um, where mm -hmm. there's someone looking up Avery on, uh, on the computer and actually not someone it's the, the cop from the very first page. So, um, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I love I, I, I'm, you know, I love this book. I think it's it's a great first book. Um, I like this is why I back these kind of things on mm-hmm. you know the crowdfunding sites, and um, I like I really like the Arca Arcana stuff. Um, let me, I forget the author's name, but like you know, like some of this stuff is good and some of this stuff is not right. Like. Um, Whoa, what was it? The uh, it was the one about the baseball players. Anyway, it was like a horror baseball one. Not good, right? Just not good at all. Um, <laughs> like I regretted, uh, I regretted backing it. But um, you know, yeah. Where is it here? Arcathena, book two of six. Um, oh, Eric, Eric Canetti. Uh, uh, it's a great book. He's another. Um, uh, black creator uh shane davis's inglorious rex comic book was really great um man versus machine uh that one was uh art tilbert or Tilbert. that one was really good uh wait did i get that one yet oh, i got the first one. Oh no i did get both of them nope never mind have not read either one of those yet my bad um <laughs> No, those were really good. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Lepresti. That's the other one I was looking at. That one was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Blake Northcott's Everglade Angels. I got back in 2019. That one was really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just like, you know, it, it's hit or miss, right? With, with what some of this stuff is. And if you don't, you know, if it's not, if it's not good, it's not good. And, And just because it's indie, you shouldn't, say oh hey this is good um but like uh metal shark bro from my buddy bob france that was that was a good one i didn't care for metal shark bro too i really didn't like it um not gonna lie volume one was fun volume two not so much um and you know so there there's things like that sullivan sluggers that's the book i was looking for uh i it it won it was like years late (laughs) years late and yeah, it was, it was just not good. Um, but yeah, so like I was saying to you, like, cause you, when you first read it, you were like, oh, there was some weirdness and like kind of the flow and the pacing. And you just have to get used to the fact that this is going to be something that you read quarterly, maybe every like twice a year. And it's written in a way that it's written for that story, but still to continue what read before it not to be collected into a trade, a collection or an omnibus. No, I, I get that. And like I said, it's still about the storytelling. Correct. And so the storytelling is fine. There's, there's still, even knowing that there are still a couple things here and there where I, I, and again, this is the other thing I have to also say, and I've said, I said this at the start, this is uh, a jump into a totally different universe. So oh, yeah. there are things you're going to add in there, even if they don't necessarily fully are necessary for mm-hmm. that story. So that I do take that in mind. It's still, you know, it's there's still a thing or thing or two here. And it's like I said, they're just minor quibbles mm-hmm. as far as like, hell, like there's been great stories I've read and there's a little flow issue in one chapter, say, for instance, mm-hmm. that's not going to detract me from how much I love the story or whatever. It's just an observation of, you know, Hey, this, 
this is really damn good. It's better than all this other crap that we're getting from Marvel and DC and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I could say that. Oh, yeah. Pretty clearly. So, all right. So, out of five inaugural issues, what do you give this? Uh, yeah. So, I was debating on the on this one, and I have to give it, uh, I'm at 4.5 out of five. Again, I thought this was, uh, this is a huge task, creating a, a new universe mm-hmm. from the ground up. Not just the new character. This is, and that's the thing he has preached. This is not just about Isom. This is, if it was about Isom, just Isom, I think I would have rated it a little bit lower because there were stuff I'd been like, if it's just about Isom, you could cut out some of the stuff yeah. that I had issues with. Right. But it's not. This is a fully realized universe that he's creating, and in that regard, I think it, it, it you would be hard pressed to do as good of a job, as, you know, focusing on Isom because again, mm-hmm. this is Isom's comic book. This is his series focusing on him while at the same time dropping nuggets of other things that are going to happen in this universe. Right. So four and a half out of five, I thought it was great. I cannot wait for not only Isom number two, but what else, you know, the Ripperverse is going to bring to the table. Right. Right. Yeah. I went, uh, I went a solid four out of five. Um, just you know, for everything I said, but I think I think there's room to grow. I I think uh, he's gonna get better at dialogue. Not that the dialogue was bad, but he's gonna get better at the dialogue, and I look forward to that. Yeah, I, and I will say there were some dialogue issues. What I told you, yeah, was it yesterday or the other day? I thought I thought him having Isom's voice was he he has mm-hmm. Isom's voice, and what I mean, I don't mean in the dialogue. I mean you know in the you know when I, you know you, you're you're seeing what Isom's thinking. He he did a very very good job of that, and because I felt like this ice, I I felt the character himself talking to himself, or you know hearing his or reading his thoughts. So I, I'm really really excited to see what we have and what he has in store for us. Yeah, I'm just a little ticked off. I have to wait as long as we're going to have to wait as long as we do. We don't know how long we're going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said, yeah, he said it's I think he said uh, that he's they're about 40 something pages through issue number two. Yeah. So yeah, I like that they're finishing oh. the book before they do the um, the campaigns. But anyway, yes. All right. Yes. Let's move yes. on. Um, dragon stuff. So this is Dragon Stuff Old People Part Two, Episode Two. <laughs> Dragon um, Stuff Old People. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so no, this was House of the Dragon Episode Seven, Driftmark. Um, all right. Before we get started, I, I'm just going to tell you, there's one thing I really hated about this episode. What's that? It's an audiobook because it is so dark. In every single part of the episode like at one point i went into the bathroom with my tablet with the lights out just so i could try and see what was going on because if you have the least bit of light on the screen that you're trying to watch it on you can't see anything so um where is it miguel spinachnik light your scenes motherfucker okay i didn't i'm off my soapbox off my soapbox (laughs) Okay, so I did not have that issue, but I can see what you're talking mm-hmm. about because we watch, yeah, we watch it. We, I didn't watch it on Sunday, but I think we watched it Tuesday. And yeah. We watch it usually with most of the lights out. 
but I did try to look at something on my computer, like yeah. just to see it was like one scene, and it was I think it was the scene where yeah you know, the kids were fighting, or I, I don't remember which scene it was, right. but it was it was on my computer where, where light was shining yeah. in. I it, I could see where you're I see where you're coming. Well, from. especially oh, in that. my apartment, watching anything that's dark is hard to see because I can't get anything completely dark. I I can't black out anything in here. Yeah. So that's what happens when you have 16 foot windows. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, that is, that is my, that is my biggest gripe of the episode. Um, otherwise, so they get to Lainey, uh, Lady Lania, uh, her funeral at Driftmark. Uh, and it's really interesting. What I really liked about this episode was the difference between the Targaryens and the Valerians. Yeah. The differences between these mm-hmm. lovely folks. Yeah, they're kind of all assholes, aren't they? Yeah, that's, pr- that's fair. That's fair to say. It's. I, I think that's one of the, the things... Um, that I struggle that I've been struggling with just with not with this show, but just with like modern storytelling. There's no good guys right now. Everybody's like stone cold. They're all like antiheroes. And it's like, oh, eh, do I root for this person or do I not? Yeah. And I, you're on the same boat as I'm on the same boat with, you mm-hmm. with that. And I think we've talked about this before. When I talk about, heroes that i like i i once again go back to the first captain america mm-hmm. when uh when they asked steve right where he asked steve, the doctor asked steve rogers is like why are you doing this he's like i don't like bullies mm-hmm. and it's one of the reasons why i fell fell into game of thrones yeah you had john snow oh the, the purest hero of all <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit naive mm-hmm. but great guy ned stark same way i mean you had our i mean she did turn into a little killer but you had Sam, you know, Sam Tarley, who mm-hmm. useless in a fight, but great friend. And you had all these people you could root for because yeah. they were good people. And you had, I mean, you had the great heel, heel to face turn of Jamie. Uh, and then back and, to heel. You know, Brianna, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brianna Tark, all these people that you could root for. Mm-hmm. And in here, it's like, who, who, who am I rooting for? Right. Like the, the, I told you last when I said last week, the one character that I really vibed with was uh, Lena. Yeah. And you saw what happened to her. Yeah. In her like 10 minutes of screen time. I thought she was going to be, and maybe her daughters end up being the, you know, that type of character. I don't know. They were, they were, they were like all like, you stole our dragon. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he did, but like at the same time, like if it's that important to you, go bond with the dragon. You know, well, I again, it, we don't know the um, you holding on my fingers the rules here, but sure. that, I mean that doesn't yeah. change the fact that they could be good. Yeah, but oh yeah, no, you're no. absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right in the sense of I just don't know who I'm really rooting right. for. I I don't. And by the way, Kristen Cole eat a bag of dicks. Um, I can't stand that guy. Yeah, I mean, so we're rewatching Spartacus right now. Um, oh, dude. Yeah. So we're doing like one, maybe two episodes a night. Um, yeah. And we have been for, for a while. Like we don't even watch it every night, but um, we just got to the second to last episode. But like, that's a show where you've got the hero Spartacus 
and mm-hmm. you know even Varro, and then you've got the villains which there are more of which is what makes being heroic even better um with Batiatus and salonius and like crixus is a bad guy for a long time asher um yeah. you know asher's still my second favorite character on the show after agron um but yeah uh, it, it's just, you watch, like you watch old, like not even older stuff. I mean, it's not even 10 years old at this point. And you know, who do you root for? Like when we were watching heels on stars, which I guess is coming back soon. I don't know. Maybe hopefully like our biggest complaint about that show is we don't have anyone to root for. Yeah. So especially if they bring uh CM punk back, Anyway, I wonder if he ruined the locker room on that set too. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I, I will say I really liked how they moved the story along this week mm-hmm. um, with all the kids teaming up on uh, what's it was uh, Amon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, he got his eye cut out. That was crazy. Dude, that, was, that little kid was vicious. Yeah. Well, I mean, He's like you break my nose. Yeah. Okay. You break my nose. I take your eye. Um, I and <laughs> it was funny how they were all five like pounding on him <laughs> at one point. All the cousins, uh, you know. So so pile, right. Man. And I mean, but that's how cousins fight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. anyway. Um, so that there was that, and then you had uh, Allison and Renara's um, little fight where she was da- uh she was demanding luke's eye be gouged out in retribution uh yeah. and then instead like, she told, yeah she was like uh yeah i'm sworn to protect you yeah not to take a kid's eye mm-hmm. and get my like stab through the heart and get my head cut off afterwards. right <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm gonna take uh the next in line's eye no that um, work out well for me. Right. Uh, it's really funny, though, because in the preview, we see Damon wearing an eye patch. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so there's that. And then Allison ends up, like, slicing uh, Renara's arm with uh, the cat's paw dagger. Nice little, yeah. That We just can't get rid of that thing. I know. It's... Just like a bad penny turning up. Yep. And then the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, the thing with um, Renard's children being bastards, that like, that's kind of old. Um, and it was played out in the, uh, in Game of Thrones. I'm not going to lie with, uh, mm-hmm. with Robert's kids. And here's the thing is this happens. This is, this is in Canon in the books about these children and things like that. And it's because Germ is essentially a one trick pony and he only knows how to tell a story one way. And this way of telling the story is very much, I'm just going to make it where you don't like anybody so that you don't have as much to complain about when the heroes don't die. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that, that's just my opinion. I mean, that's how it seems like. Just because, yeah. yeah, I, I, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed this episode mm-hmm. and I love the scene we're talking about where we had the family just going back and forth after the, the kid fight. I love the tension in that scene. Mm-hmm. It was gr- so well done. 
that does not dismiss the fact right. that you we still don't have anybody really to root for and that's right. that's to me that's a big thing it mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that if it does it it can still be a great show or a good show or a good media if, mm-hmm. whatever the entertainment medium is but for me personally I want someone who I can get in, get in the corner of and say that that's actually a good person right there. Yeah, right. they might do a thing here or two that's like questionable. That's not what I'm saying. They're all pure apart. In the well, they're pure apart, but all their actions are great, good. I'm mm-hmm. just saying someone that you know that go that's on the right path. And, and again, part of this part of the journey is sometimes you fall off the path and you have to right. get back on. And that's another thing that. You know, being having that hero's journey or whatever, you know, the hero isn't the hero because he's all does all always does the right thing. That's right. not what that is. That's just being cookie cutter and Gary Stews and Gary <laughs> Stews and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, a, a real hero is one that all, always is almost always pointing in the right direction mm-hmm. of good, but he can be tempted and he can sometimes he or she can sometimes fall off the wagon or whatever. Right. It would be great if, um, Viserys was actually a good king that we could root for. And like, even though all of this treachery is happening behind him, like we can still like hope that he finds out and like, you know, sets things right for the realm. Um, yeah. You know what he needs is the one eunuch from the small council. Varys, Lord Varys. Oh yeah. He needs a master of whisperers who is loyal to him. Because Otto has his little birds, Otto Hightower, who was reinstated as the hand in this episode, um, has his little birds, but like he's a fuckhead. Yeah. But I mean, that's what happens when you gamble too much and some leg breakers are going to come and take your bar away from you. (laughs) So you have to like, you have to like legitimately like figure out a way to miss a field goal and footsteps just pulls the ball out and you break your arm. But then someone holds the ball after he'd like just, tr- you know, truck stick somebody on the right on the goal line to score. Yeah. And, but I mean, and also it's like we, <laughs> we do have Lair, Larry strong. Who's yeah. going to, who's trying to be with his best little finger. Mm-hmm impersonation yeah but again it's funny you say you said this a few minutes ago that uh germ is a one trick oh with. yeah i love the game of Grum series I, right. I i understand that i'm never going to get the next book winter no. winter's never coming out i i'm i am a hunt i'm almost 100 percent certain it's never going to happen because here's the thing the way winds of winter was going was the last two seasons or the uh the uh, seasons six and seven of a song of game of thrones that was that was yes. book six of a song of ice and fire and winds of winter was the outline the outline of winds of winter is season eight and it it yeah. just isn't gonna like it, it just doesn't work and he's not at a point where he's like okay i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna rewrite all of this no he at first he evident uh from everything i've read he's a slow writer anyway well he takes and... off football he like uh, he doesn't write during football season I never knew that yeah. part. Yeah. He's like a uh, massive dude, NFL but, fan. He's probably a Broncos country. Let's ride kind of guy. <laughs> God, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that video. <laughs> oh, he's definitely getting but, slapped in the face with a tortilla. Yeah. 
anyway but um, like what you were saying is is how he's a one trick right and like i said i just said laris mm-hmm. is yeah little finger basically little finger. yep yeah um you know otto is just a poor um charles dance um tywin lannister uh, the other thing, I was talking to um, my buddy Ryan, who um, who was on the uh, he was on the episode of the podcast about his movie, um, another another version of you, which was really good. You guys should all go watch that. Um, and he he made he made a really really good point about the show, just that it's so contained, right? Like Game of Thrones was so large; it was such a large expanse of world. And here we are, we're just told about the rest of the world. We don't ever get to see it. And it's contained to these two idiot families fighting. And that, I mean, I think that's, that's why it's just good, not great. Yes, I would agree with that. So, um, all right. So then we get Lenor, uh, and Sir, Sir Coral Cory, um, Faking his murder and running off to uh, to across the narrow sea to to live out the rest of their life, as uh, he's running away from the the you know Renera and his responsibility as king consort and yeah. you know I mean they're not his kids anyway so I mean those poor little bastards yeah. but in the tradition of old Valeri uh, we had. Dame, uh, Damon and, uh, Renera Mary finally. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, yeah. even without the, knowing the source material, mm-hmm. you can you, you knew it was building towards that the right. first few episodes when we had the younger version of Renera and how just they're back and forth and hell. He even at Damon even asked, uh, Viserys, Hey, yeah. let her to me. Right. So we, we knew that was coming. Um, I have to say, it's really scratching at my head right now in this in that whole Lanor thing. Mm-hmm. I swear I saw that in another movie or a show back in the day. Oh where, yeah, again, it's, it's happened. Somebody, it's yeah. happened a few different times. It's it's yeah. So like that, but yeah, like, it was just like deja vu all over again. <laughs> yep. So. So. Anyway, all right. So out of five eyes for an eye. What do you give this? I give this a four. I oh, thought nice. this was a, it definitely was better for me. So last week last you gave it a episode. three. So of yeah. the uh, the season one B pilot episode, you gave a three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought this was a lot better. It kept my interest. Yeah. I still, like you said, I, I still, I'm still waiting. I'm still holding out hope. Call me naive. I'm still holding out hope where we'll we'll get someone of relatively pure heart although yeah. i think i'm being i'm being naive considering the characters that we have right now i mean the kids still have a chance mm-hmm. to be there yeah. and i know we're going to still do another time jump because i did see a, a, a an older version of uh Eamon with the eye patch mm-hmm. and everything i don't know if that's next episode or down the road but yeah. i i like i really like the the drama that we saw in this scene, but like you said, I want more than just the families quibbling at each other. Right. I, I need something more. Like the whole Crab King thing mm-hmm. was a good example of something outside of the family drama. Right. But that was that ended up being taken care of very quickly. We need something else like that. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. 
Uh, so I went 3.7 out of five. Um, I'm not quite to four yet. Uh, and it wasn't like it was, it was markedly better than, than last week's episode for sure. And I'm really looking forward to this week's episode just cause of the time jump and to see, um, but so we're, I mean, we're in the, we're in the quote end game. Now there's three episodes left. Um, the Lord of the tides, um, and then the green council, which will be definitely high tower focused. And then the black queen, which is obviously Viserys dying and Renara ascending to the Iron Throne. Oh, okay. I didn't know they had the uh, episode titles out there. Yeah. So that's October 9th, 16th, and 23rd. So. All right. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's uh, like, I like this show. I like this show. I want to love this show. Right. I want to love it. I like it. Um, you know, notwithstanding. uh Olivia Cook's statements last week, and then Emma Darcy actually got in and got on in on some of the wokeism as well. Um, notwithstanding them, just you know, whatever. I, like I like it, and I liked I liked the interaction between the two women this week. I thought it was much better than last week. Um, and from what I understand, based on the little post episode, you know, documentaries that they do. The scene of the funeral was the first scene that they had any of these people together, which was a br- yeah. was brilliant in my mind to to do. Yeah, I agree. So, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, all right. You got anything else to add? Do not. Alrighty then. Well, on that note, thank you all for listening. Um, be afraid of how they're going to cuck Daredevil further. I guess in the MCU. No. And, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, hopefully by the next time we come back, Elon owns Twitter. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, <laughs> I saw that headline. You know, I saw a couple of videos about that. May, maybe, maybe we won't be back <clears throat> because, you know, people are helping on World War III. Um, but, you know, if, if whatever's going on, it, hopefully we made you laugh a little bit. Um, hopefully you agree or disagree with us on some of this stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Later. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast we have some great rewards for our patrons who are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear music for this podcast is provided by michael henry from meetmichaelhenry.com so whenever you're listening to us have a great day night evening weekend whenever it is and we'll see you next time thanks for listening